Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's Saturday, and this is our weekly sort of Christian news roundup. There was a lot of news to get to uh, this week. And like most week, most of it wasn't great. So let's just get to it. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer. This is my lovely wife, Vicki. Hi. And yep, we got quite a few news stories to get to with you guys here. Most of them Nikki knows. One of them she doesn't. So we'll get to that at the end. So stick around for that. And it's a good news story, though, so we'll see how it goes. And before we dive into these topics, baby, is there anything you would like to say? I just want to thank God that mom and my aunt's uh, religious uh, exemption was approved, so don't have to quit their jobs, so praise God. And pray for me. I started teaching Baking 101 with the co-op, and... It's just a little more overwhelming than I um, had anticipated. So pray, I don't know, that I would be more organized and just to know how to handle craziness. <laughs> but it's fun. Not really complaining, but I know my weakness and I need God to help me. If you have any recipes that are easy for kids, send them my way. <laughs> yes. And please keep us in your prayers. We're kind of as we always seem to do every like 15 episodes or so, we're kind of trying to remake the layout here of the podcast, make it a little bit easier for me since I'm the one that does, you know, all the recording, editing and everything like that. We're trying to come up with a better way. So I'm not sitting up till one o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning to punch these out to you guys every Wednesday and Saturday. So as we talked about, but it's a week or two ago now when we talked about going to two episodes a week, kind of the idea was to uh, give us a little more time to help put together better episodes and not, you know, because we have a lot going on in our lives, getting a little bit busier and we don't want the production and whatever seeming quality we have to drop off too far. So please pray for us that we get everything sort of sorted out and um, we'll try to make sure we're bringing you guys good content because that's what we want to do godly (laughs) content of course not just good content so there was a lot in the news this week and these are in no particular order um, as we're going through them just kind of the way that you know we grabbed them and laid them out yeah so the first news story of the week here and uh the one that you know was pretty big this week was governor gavin newsom from the state of California, he survived his recall election. So if you want to just read this headline, baby. Newsom survives California recall vote and will remain governor. Oh, yeah. Remaining the governor. And then if you just want to go through these first couple paragraphs here. You can read through these. Okay. 
Although Mr. Newsom's critics had started the recall because they opposed his stances on the death penalty and immigration, it was the politicization of the pandemic that propelled it onto the ballot as Californians became impatient with shutdowns of businesses and classrooms. In polls, Californians said no issue was more pressing than the virus. We said yes to science. We said yes to vaccines. Yes to ending this pandemic. We said yes to people's rights to vote without fear of fake fraud and voter suppression. We said yes to women's fundamental constitutional right to decide for herself what she does with her own body, her fate, her future. We said yes to diversity and... God bless Gavin Newsom. Goodness. I'm just thinking they're all just saying yes to godlessness my mind i mean just the whole woman's right in how they think it's a constitutional right to do that and i just am wondering like how was that constitutional to, well you have the right to life but then you have to determine it shouldn't be <sighs> constitutional right i mean that's the uh the great irony of the abortion debate you have a right to life unless you know the mom deems otherwise so yeah that's definitely but you know there is maybe no more godless state in the country than California. And uh, it would take no, you know, nothing less than a godless governor to lead a godless state. And California had an opportunity to kick him out of office. And uh, well, people elect who they want, so they can't complain. That is true. We get the government we want. And, mm -hmm. you know, we've been preaching on this show forever. You know, we don't think we're a Christian nation anymore. Uh, that seems to have gone by the wayside, especially just too divided. We're not one nation under God. That doesn't represent we, the people, we, the people are not united. No, or certainly not united. And, um, but I don't think, you know, definitely in California, I mean, I think he won the recall election and said by like 60%. Um, so California, obviously not a very godly place. There are certainly pockets, you know, John yeah. MacArthur is, uh, you know, Pocket down there but yeah i mean gavin newsom you get the you get the leaders you want right and um we just pulled up here some of gavin newsom's um some of his stances so you know he uh welcomes women from other states without abortion to come and have their abortion in california thanks to, to that so he, welcoming yeah you're so accommodating <laughs> gavin newsom um, he obviously, you know, opposes defunding Planned Parenthood. Oh, yeah. Um, he was a early supporter of gay marriage um, ahead of his time, you might say. Uh, some of these other ones, some of these that I thought was pretty funny. Um, you know, obviously, he even uh, stood against his own state's policies um, and performed same-sex marriages or performing same-sex marriages. He's so. ahead on everything. He's, like, boasting of... I'm being sure he doesn't stand for line. people being a, like standing against his state enacted laws, you know, but that's the way uh, liberals like to conduct themselves. The one that I thought was pretty funny down here, I saw principles and values, um, strict separation of church and state, and, which is funny because this is the governor and this is the state that was uh, so heavy handed in shutting down all the churches in their state for you know the covid policies and we even did a news article just a few weeks ago where john MacArthur took the state of california to court mm -hmm. and won eight hundred thousand dollars you know so here's this uh, apparently staunch separation of church and state governor who mm -hmm. um wanted to go about 
shutting down all the churches in the name of public health, of course. And then just so we're clear, California is number six in the country with 19 and a half abortions per thousand women. So, um, oh, yeah, they are. Uh, they are getting them babies, um, getting them babies. And then also, it's not just John MacArthur, you know, Christian uh, churches all over the state of California were hoping to have the immoral Gavin Newsom uh, removed from office and their voices were not heard. But like we talked about in our Antichrist episode, you know, one or first John um, chapter four, verse three tells us, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and now and even now is already in the world. And um, I would say Gavin Newsom fits that mold of an Antichrist leader. So, yeah, you get what you what you vote in. I mean, the politician is just a reflection of us. Right. So this is what California wants. And this is what California gets. And we'll have linked um, up here. I think it'll be up here <laughs> to our religion and politics episodes. Because we did an episode on, you know, what an antichrist leader was, but we also did an episode on a godly biblical leader and what you should look like and or what you should look for in yeah. a godly leader. Um, but yeah, it's just funny. I pulled up here. It says because uh, Gavin Newsom said uh, the voters when they voted for him that they said yes to science. That's what they did when they were voting for the uh covid or when they uh voted not to recall him it was because they were voting for yes on the science of covid and i just thought you know i wonder if he um was reading the latest science out of israel which says that the covid vaccine is only 40 percent effective against halting the transmission of the delta variant uh so hmm. i wonder if he's been reading that science that basically says the vaccine it's whose science you're following really that's the thing. Because science, it, they conflict. This depends on who you're listening to. Yeah, I mean, and again, you guys know our stance on the vaccine. If you want to get it, get it. If you don't want to get it, don't get it. We're not going to harass you for it. We don't think others should harass you for it. Most of all, your politicians. Um, but again, from what we've seen, you know, and we know that Dr. Fauci's proven to be a liar. And... Mm -hmm. The way it seems to us, and again, we're not doctors, but we have eyeballs in the internet and we can read and we can hear. It seems like the vaccine works pretty good from keeping you from getting a severe illness for a short time. And then as you see here from Israel, that effectiveness wanes um, all the way down to 39 to 40%, which is going to require you to get a booster shot, which in that article, it goes on to say that it boosts your effectiveness back up to 95%, which is where the original vaccine was supposed to get you to. But then this booster, you can assume, is going to wane in much the same manner. So it's just going to be a series of... What are they doing to make the booster shots different from the first one? They're not one? different. They're the same shot, essentially, from what I understand. And, you know, just from our layman point of view, the way it sounds, and we kind of talked about this in our previous episode, from what I've read and seen on the vaccine is... The vaccine does not prevent you from getting COVID, and it does not prevent you from transmitting COVID. It will put a, prevent you from getting a serious illness for a short time, That's and it. then you'll be required to get a booster shot 
to get you back in there. But what they're also sort of finding is that the people that get the vaccine are having a higher viral load, which mm -hmm. makes them a bigger spreader of the coronavirus. So it's almost like we're getting, they're trying to push us into this world where everybody's vaccinated. So everybody has a higher viral load, but nobody's actually prevent or prevented from spreading the virus and catching the virus. So we're like, yeah, we're trapping this entire world in the super spreader event. Yeah. And the only assurance you have is that you won't get seriously sick. <laughs> so I don't know. It's a, it's a strange world. Again, we're not trying to tell you one way or the other. You know, there's definitely science. If you're an older person, if you've got comorbidities, you're overweight, mm -hmm. all these sorts of things where it says the vaccine is probably for you. There's just so many holes in this. Like, I just wonder. But when okay, you're talking about the vaccine, young... even if it's been tested, the effectiveness and the long, you know, and even long term effects from one shot. What about the long term effects from all the boosters? That hasn't been tested at all. Yeah, and that's we the don't thing. Know. You know, how much mRNA into your system becomes a problem. I mean, who knows? Mm -hmm. These are things that over time we'll find out, you know, but we just don't know that right now, or at least I don't know that right now. Um, but then, you know, just the whole weird thing of like, sure, if you want to say your overweight diabetic grandfather should get the vaccine who's 80 years old, you probably got a strong argument there. But when you start talking about healthy 12, 15 year old kids, uh, you lose me there. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's, that's definitely it. Gavin Newsom survived his recall. So if you are, um, of the liberal persuasion, that's probably good. Well, and this is something I wanted to say because this is a Christian show. And, um, a lot of times in these news articles, we sort of get carried away and we don't dive too deep into the Christian aspect of the news. Um, but I just want to make the case, and we've made it before on this show, we're obviously opposed to Gavin Newsom. Um, as far as I'm concerned, liberalism is an anti-Christ political ideology. And um, I don't want to see people of this liberal uh, persuasion be in charge of our country. I think they've led us into a dark place. You know, 50 million babies um, murdered and aborted in this country. I don't know how that doesn't bring a curse on your nation. Right. And... Um, I'm not saying that conservatism is the Christian position, which is I think they always try to juxtapose those like, oh, if you're not right. a liberal, you're conservative. I think in the world we live in, if you're a liberal of the liberal mindset, you have one way of thinking. There is only one train of thought. And if you swerve from that train of thought, you get thrown under the bus just like everybody else. Then the other 99% are some spectrum of a conservative bent, I would say. Um, rather, that's, you know, a far extreme of a conservative where you want, you know, abolish the IRS and, you know, all these sorts of things. Or you're more of the middle of the road, kind of a George Bush, which, you know, most conservatives might even consider liberal. But it's just it's a godless ideology that requires strict adherence to party. That's where that mm -hmm. communism, socialism bent comes in. It places party and politics above God, above everything else. So it's just a godless yeah. ideology. Um, so if you are of that persuasion, I would ask you to go pray. Um, open your Bible, read it, pray to God, and you know, study the issues. And you got to be strong enough to put your faith above your politics.
And, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy for us. And I'm sure it's not easy for you either. So that's that. <laughs> to a sad story, though, um, earlier this week, let me get it pulled up here. Uh, Norm McDonald, the comedian, died. Um, so it just says here, Norm McDonald, former Saturday Night Live player and stand-up comic, dies at 61. And like always, we'll have all these news articles linked in the show notes. You can go check these out for yourself. But what do you know of Norm McDonald? I know when I first told you this, you weren't really sure of who Norm McDonald I'm just McDonald not the was. kind of person who knows names very well. I'm just, I know the face. Yeah. I know him. face, So I didn't know his real name. As we were preparing for this show, I put some Norm McDonald on YouTube and just cracking up. I'm a, I like Norm McDonald. You know, I know as Christian folk, he can be a little risque and you got to be leery of that, right? Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I didn't grow up quite so Christian. And uh, so I had lots of experience with Norm. I don't think Norm McDonald was bad, but I was just a big fan of his delivery, um, the way that he delivered a joke really that kind of dry he would sort of just hang it in the air you know give you that punchline and just kind of <laughs> hang there and i always enjoyed his sort of monotone dry sense of humor he was uh famously turd ferguson i never <laughs> knew where that came from he would he would always say that uh, i don't know calling somebody that i don't know when you're just yeah. being funny and i never knew where that came from until today yeah, and apparently, you know, we learned a little bit about Norm Macdonald. I guess, you know, some of the stories go, I guess it's a little conflicting, but he got fired from doing Saturday Night Live because of how harsh his criticism was on O.J. Simpson. And it's pretty funny to go back and watch it now. I mean, it's just like he did the weekend update, I think is what the show was called. And it was just like segment after segment, like every story he talked about, like, oh, it's the 50th anniversary of Dr. Seuss, you know, and it would be somehow green eggs and ham oj simpson you know is a murderer and like it was just segment after segment pretty funny and then um we watched one of him going on the view and i loved it it wasn't really funny at all but i just loved his approach because the view is obviously an atrocious yeah. god awful those women are terrible uh they're a cancer on this nation as far as i'm concerned but he went on there and they were trying to sort of bully him into, and I don't know what his shtick was. He's a comic. So I'm sure he went on there with a shtick. Yeah. But he just kept trying to press this Bill Clinton as a murderer thing. And they were trying to get him off of it and he just wouldn't. And it was hysterical. So we'll have a, um, I'll try to find the cleanest Christian approved version of a Norm McDonald skit. We'll have it up on our discord. Please come check that out um share some laughs with us it's good to laugh we need to have well and we need more comedians time, like I norm mcdonald our comedians nowadays suck they're all just you know political activists that just you know who's the comedian jimmy kimmel who's going to tell you how terrible know. donald know, like, trump is every Jeff night of his life gaffigan is that his name jim gaffigan jim jim gaffigan yeah, i mean there's a few but like, like that's the only name i really know <laughs> yeah like the norm mcdonald's of the the world you know they're they're few and far between and Com comedy in the last five years has suffered a great deal. I mean, comedy used to be the place you would go to push the bounds, to say the things now you weren't supposed to, to say. And 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't really just do that. It's kind of a relief from all of the the heaviness of all the news, everything going on in the world. It's good to just laugh about it sometimes. It's okay. So we will be laughing and lightening our mood after this episode, probably with a little Norm MacDonald, um, because it's just, he strikes the right chord with me. His, his comedy is my <laughs> comedy. Um, but part of the reason we're going to need to watch some Norm MacDonald and laugh has to do with this next story. And this one um, comes from Reason.com. You can find it a million different places. I just grabbed Reason because it wasn't the god-awful New York Times. But if you want to read this headline, baby. Okay. The problem with the Met Gala wasn't AOC's dress. It was pandemic hypocrisy. And just that first paragraph. On Monday, the annual Met Gala brought celebrities, athletes, and politicians to the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City for a fancy fundraiser. This year, much attention was paid to Representative Alexandria uh, Ocasio. Ocasio-Cortez, who wore a dress with the message, Tax the Rich, written on it. Yeah, let's see if it's they have a picture of this dress. Oh, I was God's wondering, sense. like... Did they just like spray paint it real quick? <laughs> no. Um, I didn't look into where this dress came from. They just destroy a dress or it was made that way. Yeah, it whatever. You guys have seen the dress for God's <laughs> sake. So well, let me see if I can find it. I know. Where's um, the back of it? Let me go back here real quick. Yeah, let's just, this is just a quick view. Um, so you can see, yeah, it wasn't painted on. It was actually like, I think, woven in of some sort, taxed to rich. So, yeah, she went out to the Met Gala. And I'm sure you guys are all familiar with the Met Gala. You know, that's the place where all of our richest, uh, most famous celebrities go and dress like porn stars. And, um, and it was know, what they said, 30,000 a ticket. 30,000 a ticket is what I heard as well. So, and here's the thing, you know, we all like, ah, tax to rich. I don't know. You feel one way about it. The thing is, this is socialism. (laughs) If you want to see what socialism is, I mean, the old saying is socialism's for the people, not the socialist. So, in Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's world, this is what a socialist leader should do. They go to the swanky balls in the $30,000 a night meals or $30,000 a meal parties because they have, you know, this is how they advocate their policies. Like you can't go, you know, us, the normies, um, the have nots, but she'll go and she'll advocate on our behalf. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not something she wants to do. Certainly not. Who wants to go to the most glamorous um, star ridden ball in the entire world? Not, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. No, no, no. But she has to go, you see, because that's how she advocates these policies of tax the rich. And what... It's just the best way to do it, I guess. You know, and I remember when I saw this story, it was years ago when Hugo Chavez, who was the former dictator of Venezuela, uh, you know, when his country was... They were standing in food lines, you know, people starving to death. There were stories of them, like, eating pet dogs just to get food because they're all dying 
and yeah, obviously a socialist country, but like at the time, his daughter was worth like $4.6 billion in oil money. And you're like, that is socialism. Um, and all these people that think that somehow this Bernie Sanders Green New Deal idea of socialism is we're all somehow equal on the same playing field. It's not because socialism can't promise me and you to both have $250,000 a year jobs driving Lincolns and living in townhouses on the beach. Right. But it can promise us all an 800 square foot apartment in downtown New York taking public transit. Aren't you happy? Don't you love when things are equal? You know, but in order to get to that equal state, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez will have to travel the world to these glamorous balls in order to advocate for these policies, you know, on our behalf. So this Thank is just, you. it's sickness, um, yes. it's evil, <sighs> and it's just stupid because all these stupid celebrities, and I shouldn't say that, forgive me for calling them all stupid, that's not what I should say. But I just think, you know, they're there, you know, hanging all over her, you know, like in their mind. Yeah, like this is cool. But what's funny is I didn't hear or read any story where these super wealthy celebrities that were all for taxing the rich gave her buckets of money to go and spread amongst the poor in her uh, society. And then even in that same article, her constituents were blasting her on Twitter for how crappy her district is. So, like, what policies is she actually enacting? And socialism is just a branch of liberalism. And like liberalism, it's an anti-Christ political ideology, where, again, you place party above God, above everything. And it requires strict adherence to the policies, to the leaders. It's just placing people above God. It's placing people's evil desires above the commands of God. That's yeah. pretty much what it is. It's a covetous ideology and envious ideology. Yeah. You know, why does that person have more than I have? You know, you should equal the playing field. And, um, you know, and the sad thing is, is it's kind of taken hold in this country. And I mean, obviously, you just saw it in California. You know, Gavin Newsom's a socialist, probably barring on communist. And this idea takes hold. Like somehow people think, and we've been convinced to think that these people these super wealthy, you know, successful people are just there by, you know, chance, or they caught a break where someone else didn't catch a break. And they're undeserving of the lifestyle that they have, where if you maybe made the playing field even, then we would all rise to that level. And that's just a lie. Yeah. Like, the thing is, is you could give, and I think they've talked about these experiments in the past where, you know, you could take every dollar from everybody in the world and then divvy out a million bucks to everybody on the planet. And if we all started with a million dollars, like in five to 10 years, Elon Musk is still going to have way more money than you. Mm -hmm. The drug dealer, yep. the drug addict down the street is going to be broke, probably homeless. They're still going to have problems. Like the smart, yep. successful people will still be smart, successful. Yep. And, you There's know, still so gonna be world problems that someone has to solve. And there's. People have gifts and talents and work ethic. Not everybody has work ethic. Most people don't. Um, what we're finding out in this country is uh, we didn't pull these stories, but I just saw another restaurant had to shut down, uh, close their doors because they could only 
keep four employees on staff and it just couldn't actually run their business. So they had to close the doors. So most people apparently don't have that work ethic. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's the height of hypocrisy. You know, they love to it trash really Christians for being hypocrites. Uh, this is hypocrisy on display. Mm -hmm. So the next one, and this might, in my opinion, obviously personally, might be the biggest story of the week. And this one is from, I think we got it from, I think I pulled it from The Guardian. But if you want to read this headline, baby. Joe Biden has great confidence in top General Milley after Trump revelation. Hmm. And then see this. Yeah, if you want to just read. Right. Three paragraphs. Okay. Um, the book said. What? Just those two. Oh. The book said Millie told General Lee. I don't know how to say that name. General. Chinese General. Okay. Chinese General <laughs> Lee of the Pope's Liberation Army in China that he would warn his counterpart in the event of a U.S. attack. General Lee, I want to assure you that the American government is stable and everything is going to be okay. We are not going to attack, Millie told Lee four days before the November 2020 election, according to the book. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I think uh, Jen Psaki, the spokeswoman for President Biden, went on to say this current president who follows the Constitution, who's not fomenting an insurrection who follows the rule of law, has complete confidence in Chairman Milley and him continuing to serve in his role. So if you're unfamiliar, Chair, uh, General Milley is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff is the highest ranking military member that advises the president on military matters. Um, so don't want to tread too heavy here, as uh, you guys know. I do serve in the military, so General Milley is my boss. But um, this is obviously it's making headlines for a reason. And um, people are upset. Politicians are calling for him to um, be fired, basically, from his post as chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm. Yeah, I mean. But what does it matter if Joe Biden has great confidence in him that. What well, does that say about Joe Biden? That was my question for the audience was hearing that President Biden has great confidence in General Milley. Does that give you confidence in General Milley? Right. Yeah. Um, because, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I think if there were other presidents in office, uh, the news media might not be so um, light on a chairman of the right. Joint Chief of Staff, essentially telling China that he would give them um, advanced knowledge of an attack. I mean, you know, again, I don't want to speak too far out of turn. Uh, you yeah. know, but we know what that's considered. Yeah. So we're just going to touch on this story again. This is not something I have free reign to just, um, dive into, but again, we would refer you guys back to our episode. That'll be, you saw it in the, the cards will be down in the description on godly leaders and antichrist leaders. Uh, we'll refer you back to mm -hmm. that episode. 
Yeah, you um, guys can decide. For we yourselves. need to be looking for godly <laughs> leaders in this country. But in the same vein of General Milley this week, his week didn't get better um, as revelations came out. And this is from outkick.com. If you want to read this headline, honey, hold on. Yeah. Uh, U.S. General McKenzie confirms drone strike was a failure after killing 10 civilians, seven children. Yeah, so that's obviously quite horrible. Um, so was it 10? Is that saying 10 total or like 10 plus? I think plus? it's 10 civilians with seven of them being children. Okay. And then I think the article goes on to say, yeah, right here, a U.S. aid worker. Um, so a U.S. Mm. Uh, aid worker was killed in that attack here. But just tying in the General Milley piece, <laughs> General McKenzie, who mm. I believe is a CENTCOM commander. Don't quote me on that. But he says as many as 10 civilians, including up to seven children, were tragically killed in that strike. Moreover, we now assess that it is unlikely that the vehicle and those who died were associated with ISIS-K. General Milley, September 1st, said it was a righteous strike. Um, I'm sure he would like to have those words back now, but uh, did not seem like a righteous strike. So I think the story goes on to say that they, you know, thought they had the right intel. Uh, the intel proved to be faulty. And due to faulty intel, the drone struck a vehicle not carrying any ISIS-K members, but instead... And I believe they were saying that this was sort of in response to the 13 Marines that the Taliban killed. So, uh, yeah, not great. You know, yeah. if you look at it as a, a total story, Taliban kills 13 U.S. Marines. And in response to that, we killed 10 civilians and seven children and an aid worker. So not a great week overall. Um, so please. I don't know, man. I don't even know where to tell you to pray. But if you got a pray prayer closet, like you just might want to make a snack, <laughs> get something to drink, and just lock yourself in there. Cause I know all this news, I was just telling Spencer, it's just, you know, I'm just reading all these articles and it just made me like depressed and overwhelmed and just a lot to take in. Like the problems of the world, like those are all in God's hands. Like us just thinking on everything is just, it really is too much of a burden for us to carry. That's what I feel like a burden on me just knowing about it all. Yeah, it's awful. And obviously I'm in the military. Um, this stuff, you know, it's terrible. You, you don't even know how to. Um, what do you do about it all? Like all we can do about all these things, we hear about it, but all I know what to do is just is to pray. Yeah. And I would say, you know, before you, um, rush to crucify, you know, General McKenzie and these folks, I would imagine, you know, just my hunch, it was not intentional. Uh, I certainly would hope it's not, yeah. you know, we've gotten bad intel before, you know, they, they do the best job they can and they're right, you know, 99% of the time, but there's always that 1%. And this seems like that 1%. And unfortunately, you know, it definitely caused a lot of damage. So, I mean, pray for these people, the civilians in Afghanistan, the U.S. aid worker and their families. I mean, um, a death mm -hmm. is a death. They're horrifying, especially when they're civilians and they're non-combatants. That's an awful feeling. But 
Um, not a great week for General Milley, but, you know, be, uh, as the Bible would say, be slow to anger. Um, and, and in your anger, don't sin. You know, take it up with God. As Nikki said, God's in control of everything. He's sovereign over all of it. Um, so where we don't understand something, um, that's our limitation. It doesn't mean God's right, wrong, or, well, he's right. It doesn't mean he's wrong. It just means we don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to seek him for that understanding. So do you have any last thoughts on this? No. So the last story of the, the week, and we want to end on a good note, and this is a good note. Um, so in the vein of the vaccine, Nicki Minaj came out, and uh, I think she skipped the Met Gala, um, you know, where AOC so um, valiantly went and fought the battle for us. Nicki Minaj skipped it on the account of the COVID vaccine requirement, I suppose. And then she sort of basically took to Instagram to say, you know, that she had questions about the vaccine and she encouraged everyone to do their own research. So in typical liberal media fashion, she was immediately crucified. Um, So the reason why this is good news, obviously, religionless Christianity, we do not (laughs) endorse Nicki Minaj is a celebrity or a brand. We don't encourage you to listen to her music or even go and research the story because people are going to listen to her. She has 22 million Instagram followers, um, which is funny because the very same people that are trying to crucify her in the news media, Nicki Minaj has a bigger audience than any of them. Like the one I heard was Joy Reid, who's a hack, um, Democrat mouthpiece. Nicki Minaj has no reason to listen to joy Reid. her audience is probably i don't know 2000 times bigger than the best of joy Reid's audience but she's being taken to task for this and the reason why i think this is good news is because mm-hmm. we've talked about this in the past well before i dive in do you have any thoughts on i've just been rambling this whole episode i know sorry <laughs> i have so much to say <laughs> no i would just agree like she's got a platform and maybe she can reach the people who normally follow her and just a rare voice of reason on you know in that area i guess i don't follow her so yeah i don't follow either but i do think it's good news because you know we live in a world of propaganda and brainwashing um it's endless. So to see anybody like a Nicki Minaj who is engulfed in the antichrist culture of this world, to even break free for a moment, yeah, to have a moment of clear clarity and like critical thinking, like right. And even yeah. if she ultimately decides to get the vaccine or whatever, right. she took a step back to yeah. make her own decision. Yeah. And I think in one of her posts, she even asked people to pray about it now again i'm under no illusion to think Nicki minaj is a christian but if there's a crack um yeah and you know don't think anybody's outside of god's reach so this is a good story because she has a big following but she mentioned that pray or a prayer word so if you've got a moment in your day to pray i would lift up Nicki minaj and have her or pray to have god humble her and um I mean, if she, she's got a huge audience, if by the grace of God, she turned to God, 
Um, that would be amazing. God doesn't need her, certainly, um, but she needs God uh, because it doesn't matter how big your Instagram audience is, uh, you're, you'll go to hell just the same without Christ as I your Savior. I think we should pray for her because as she has that platform. I mean, a lot of people are, will consider the gospel just because of who she is. But at the same time, you don't want to idolize someone and then when they fall away, you know, that whole thing, and then they fall away. Their faith no. has to be in Christ. We are going to reach out to her on Twitter, see if she wants to come on our show. We'll at least extend the opportunity. <laughs> um, try to share the gospel with her. But yeah, so that's the story we want to end on. Um, there's at least a crack of light in the Nicki Minaj um, world there. So please pray for her. And um, yeah, do you have any last thoughts on these articles? Anything we talked about today? Anything else that popped up? Oh, I have something else. No way. <laughs> I wanted to bring it up. I should have brought it up before Nicki Minaj because it's not great news. Pope Francis is in the news. And you know, whenever Pope Francis is in the news, it's not good news. No. Um, I'm not a Catholic. <laughs> I'd love to hear from Catholics how they feel about Pope Francis, but he essentially seems like just a liberal politician that got elected the Pope, which I don't <laughs> think is what that office is meant to be, but I could be wrong. I'm not a Catholic, but Pope Francis, I guess this week, and I'm sorry, I'll try to find the article and link it in the show notes, but I think he came out this week and he basically said that, um, so I guess the way the story goes is um, bishops or cardinals or whoever is in the Catholic church in this country have been telling people not to give communion to Joe Biden um, because he's not a Christian, he's not a Catholic. Oh, not to um, give him communion? Yeah, because of his pro-abortion stances. Oh. You know, because the Lord's Supper and the Lord's Table is meant for believers to remember Jesus. And if you're not a believer, you should not partake in the Lord's Supper. Apparently, mm. some Catholic bishops actually believe that. Um, and they've been chastised by Pope Francis, who says that they should swallow their convictions and not make the Eucharist political. Oh, man. And they should just give Joe Biden communion because he's the president. Um, I feel like there's a verse in the Bible where they talk about like seating the rich man at the front mm -hmm. and the poor man in the back mm -hmm. and how that's ungodly. Yeah. I remember a story of Peter being chastised by Paul for hobnobbing with uh, the more well-respected yeah. in the community and ignoring the, um, the lesser and I feel like that's kind of what Pope Francis is encouraging here. Like, yeah, the dude doesn't really believe in Christ. He has no track record of being a true believer. But, I mean, he's pretty important, so just give him communion. Uh, so I would love to hear from some Catholics on this how you feel. Uh, doesn't look good to me. Yeah, I would like to hear. I want to hear what people have to say about that. So, but anyways, let's end on a good note. Nicki Minaj, pray for her. <laughs> That's all we got for you guys today. We will be back on Wednesday. Um, please jump on the social media, the Discord, uh, all that sort of stuff. Leave us some comments. If you're on the podcast, follow us. Leave us a comment there. Preferably a good comment. That would be even better. <laughs> we don't get very many positive comments. <laughs> but uh, that's all we got for you guys today. Love you. God bless.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.